Welcome to the Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast, covering agriculture and all things related in East Carroll, Madison, Tinsall, Concordia, and Catahoula Parishes. Okay, welcome again to another edition of Louisiana Delta Crop Report Podcast. Uh, I'm R.L. Frazier, and uh, have with me this this afternoon Mr. Dennis Burns and Miss Kylie Miller. I'm sure probably everybody's heard by now. If not, we are, uh, we're all working remotely now. The extension offices across the state are, are closed and all agents are still accessible remotely. Uh, Dennis, what does the rainfall look like down your way? Well, at, at my house, I had four inches. Okay. And uh, more than about four more or three more than I needed. Yeah. Kylie, what y'all looking like down in Concordia? It's wet too. Um, yeah, I caught four inches here at the house. So. And I, uh, I heard down Catahoula they had over about four had three and a half. Yeah, here up up here in the north end, up in West Carroll here at the house today, uh, I've heard anywhere from a half to three quarters. You know, of course, it's been cloudy, mm-hmm. overcast, misting all day. Uh, we hadn't got the big rains that y'all got south of us, but when it's wet, it doesn't matter if it's a half inch or three and a half. <laughs> it's wet. Yeah, it. Uh, we're probably seventy uh, in Tensaw County, Concordia. We're probably seventy percent through planting corn. Uh, Will got through, didn't he, Kylie? Yeah, we're through. Um, but uh, my brother-in-law down in Monterey hadn't even got started yet. He never. It never oh. got dry enough for him. Oh so. well. I'd say well, we're probably in that 60, 60 to 70 percent in East Carroll and Madison. Uh, and for all practical purposes, according to when it quits raining, we may be 100 percent through and just don't know it. Yeah, I talked to one producer just a while ago, and he said that uh, this week was probably out. Your brother-in-law may want to think, he may want to be reconsidering his crop choice. Um, we've discussed it. <laughs> you know, as we're facing these uncertain operating procedures now uh, working remotely. We can't make home visits. We can't ride and visit. Dennis, Kylie, what, Hold on. what are kind of y'all's plans? Uh, well, Kylie, you know, we just got through with this, uh, another conference call trying to lay out some plans for the region. Uh, what are you thinking about doing for us in your area for the next couple of weeks as we're sheltered in at home, I reckon? Uh, really and truly just being as the best available as I can. Uh, The saying is, you know, you always have your cell phone. Doesn't matter if you're off or not, you're always working. So just because we're telecommunicating now doesn't mean that you can't get a hold of me. Um, You know, if you're trying to get gardening supplies or whatever you're interested in trying to to do, you know, the internet, you can get a lot of things shipped to your house. Um, I spent this morning looking at seed and, you know, pots and supplies and stuff to see what what could be shipped home and seeing what was available and there's a lot of stuff available a lot of stuff not available but a lot of stuff available if you're looking um but co-ops home hardware centers they're open (laughs) hey i did find paper towels at lowe's so (laughs) just if you i don't know if those sells toilet paper but you might check there because the masses will not be traveling to lowe's for toilet paper so you might get lucky but uh but yeah the garden centers and stuff like that were deemed essential so they're going to remain open so that's uh 
that's good for our mind. I guess if you can't get out, you can at least plant your garden. You know, on that same note, it was ironic. I got a call Saturday from one of my producers uh, with a horticultural question about fertilizing shrubs. He said, I got to plant something. He said, at that time of the year, I can't get in the field plant corn, so I might as well plant flowers in the yard and fertilizing them. I'm being busy in the house right now doing stuff like that. Yeah. Honey do project. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's raining, so it's so wet, we can't even get out there and do that right now. Well, Mr. Dennis, I see you have joined us again. Yes, I'm back. You know, these days when when uh, your wife calls from the grocery store, we're not we're not making any extra trips. When she calls from the grocery store, you got to answer. Especially when you got two um, two. Did y'all talk about our boys to feed, huh? Yes, indeed, and they are running around, and you know they're. They were, uh, y'all didn't hear them on our conference call earlier. I had it muted, but they were in full volume. We were outside and they were in full volume. We was just kind of discussing how we're trying to do things remotely nowadays. That's all we can do. I mean, you think everybody that, call us. If you got an idea, send us the text, video, pictures, whatever you need to do, just send it to us. That's kind of where I was fixing to go there. Anything that you need help with that we could do remotely, feel free to contact us. See what we can do. Did you mention... Did you mention Pipe Planner, RL? No, I have. Yes, uh, Pipe Planner. This is a good time right now while we're all shut in. You know, uh, too wet to get in the field. We're, we're working remotely. If you need help with Pipe Planner, it'd be a great time to work on it. Send us some fields, you know, some locations and stuff, and we'll be glad to help you work through them, get you started. Uh, have you a, a design already laid out? So when June gets here, you're ready to go. Sounds good. All right, Kylie, you got a uh, interview with Trey Price, Dr. Trey Price, about corn diseases, don't you? Yep, and uh, I guess we'll get to it right now. Kylie Miller here with the Louisiana Delta Crop Report, and today I'm joined with Dr. Trey Price. How are you today, Trey? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing well. Um, today, let's talk about strictly corn diseases. Um, I know a lot of people got started planting this weekend, um, and I figure everybody's going to go until they run out of dry ground. Um, what are some of the diseases that are kind of early season and other things that we probably need to be thinking about as we go farther into the you know growing season? Uh, yeah, once, once we get a stand, uh, some some growers may have some problems with some some seedling diseases if it if it turns out raining for you know excessively after they plant. Mm -hmm. um, the only one I've really seen, you know, and it's kind of rare. Uh, it's more of the exception than the rule. Uh, the only one I've seen that, that gives a uh, that can that we can have some problems with is pythium. And you'll see that in areas of your fields that drain last or or that whole water, you know, the, the, the areas that aren't well drained on heavier ground, things like that. So, what does it look but, like? What are, I guess, what are the symptoms? Uh, you'll just see plants that just, you'll, you'll see a section of the field where you have a thin stand uh, because due to the seed rot and then the seedlings that come up that are infected, they just eventually they'll just die. Mm -hmm. So, you'll have dead plants scattered uh, here and there. Mm -hmm. It's pretty easy to see. Um, the areas that are affected are, are, are fairly obvious and they're usually um, not in the overall scheme of things. It's usually small areas. It's not the, it's not entire fields. It's just little sections uh, kind of clustered in the field. Mm -hmm. 
but after that, once we get going and, uh, you know, everybody gets fertilizer in and all that, uh, corn starts taking off. Usually the first calls I get are um, either herbicide drift or hocus spot. And you can't really tell the difference other than in the field, you'll have a drift pattern. Uh, hocus spot looks just like paraquat drift. So usually you'll have a drift pattern with paraquat and uh, uh, with hocus spot, that's just a, it's just a, uh, a bacterial disease that usually pops up after thunderstorms. It's, it doesn't cause yield loss. It's just something, that, it's an eyesore. Um, that's mainly the first, that's usually the first disease cause we'll get. And then yeah. uh, shortly thereafter, you know, with corn gets up about shoulder high or so, you'll start seeing some um, foliar diseases kind of start on your bottom on the lower leaves. In a typical year, you know, we'll find anthracnose down there early, but once it gets hot, it doesn't really seem to, to take off. Um, if, you, if you're if you farming corn, following corn, and you're in a reduced tillage situation, um, these are the these are the farmers that are that are going that are more apt to have a problem with foliar diseases. If you're rotating, uh, if you had beans the previous year, your your chances of, of foliar disease issues have gone way down. Can you touch on why why that is? Yeah, most of the uh, most of the fungi that cause uh, these foliar diseases are they, they overwinter in corn debris. Mm -hmm. uh, here on the station, the way I set my fields up to get foliar diseases is I farm corn every year, and I don't till it, and we've got tons of debris there, um, corn pollen, corn pollen, corn. So, uh, what happens is that that initial inoculum comes from that debris and you get a rain event and you, uh, spores blow up on the leaves and you'll have a lesion start. And then it goes from there. Uh, particularly if you have susceptible hybrids, uh, some of these hybrids are, are susceptible to, to some corn disease. Most are resistant. So uh, odds are you won't have a problem, but if you've got the right hybrid out there, if you've got the right environment, a lot of rain, uh, if you're corn following corn, no till, reduced till, um, you get ready for some foliar disease issues. So um, see that every year. Yeah. And the, the big, you know, the, the biggest one that in, in uh, North Louisiana is Northern corn leaf blight. I, I tend to see that every year. If we, especially if we have a lot of rain, um, I'm also seeing Southern corn leaf blight on some hybrids out there. Uh, past two, past two summers, uh, we've had to treat a couple fields in the area that I know of for southern corn leaf blight. So, but most of the time in corn, you uh, you really don't need a, a fungicide application. And, you know, if as long as you're scouting and the corn's clean, I, I don't really see a reason to put a fungicide out there, uh, especially with the, with the corn prices the way they are. Uh, any input cost our growers can, can, can leave out is – is key to them remaining profitable or at least staying in the game. So, um, other foliar diseases that we'll see, uh, curvularia leaf spot, that's a new one. It looks just like eye spot up north. Uh, we don't have eye spot down here. It's just, it's a different fungus that causes it here. Um, that's just mainly a cosmetic thing. I, we don't really know if it causes yield losses yet. We knew, I do know that uh, fungicides work on it. I had some, some here at the station last year and just about any treatment that we put out was effective on it. Um, 
but again, I think it's just a minor disease that, that kind of occurs on certain hybrids. Um, and I get questions on it every year. Uh, the other one that uh, you need to look out for and scout for, uh, particularly during the right around tasseling, a little before tasseling, is southern rust. If we have southern rust come in early, um, you definitely warranted an app, fungicide application is definitely warranted. Now, the the later the the season goes on, the uh, closer you get out there to dent, the more uh, in black layer, the more defoliation you can take. Um, you know, dent, you, we really don't see a yield loss until 40, 50% defoliation. So the disease has to be really bad. And if you're considering a late fungicide application in corn, you need to take that into account that you can take a lot of defoliation at those late stages. Uh, also, the application costs, you know, the odds of getting a return on your investment, economics certainly enters in all that too. And of course, the weather forecast. Right. Uh, so Southern rust likes. Uh, kind of light rain and light wind, not really heavy downpours, but just, can, you know, light, light, frequent light rain and light wind. Kind of like if you get a tropical depression in here and it just kind of sits here in gins for a little while or the, you know, the outskirts of it or something without too much wind. Um, situations like that, cloudy days, um, that's when southern rust can really go on. If it's hot and dry, that disease is not going to progress very fast. Is so, that true for most most diseases, I guess, that would be common with here? Yes, yes. You know, that's just about with all the foliar diseases. They're gonna, it's going to be worse when it rains. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, I, I mean, it's been raining since November, so uh -huh. that's, it's going to stop eventually. Yeah, when it does, it usually turns off for good. So. Yes, indeed. It's, it's feast or famine. So. Exactly. Yep. Okay. As far as, I mean, that's, that pretty much is, is, uh, is, is foliar diseases in corn in a nutshell. And um, if, I mean, if anybody has any questions, my, my cell number is out there and uh, I'm on Twitter or I've got email. You can call me. Um, we are, uh, we're still here as long as farmers keep farming, we're going to keep working. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that goes for the offices as well. And, you know, we may, Things may change. I don't know, but as of today, that's the news we're told. So, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know, cell phone always rings. So <laughs> that's right. Yeah, and we've got and we have technology now. So uh, if they cancel our wheat and oat field day here at Macon Ridge on the twenty third, uh, we're just going to do a virtual field day and put it yeah. on Twitter. I'm excited about that. I'm going to yeah. help out with that one, and and you know, and maybe the podcast ideas going to be more vital now than it ever has been so that's true i'm sure i've been wanting to do it for years i think it's going to be it'll work it'll work great and we'll actually reach more people so. yeah well i always uh appreciate you joining us and uh, and getting that information out to our listeners and uh we'll be in touch thank you trey anytime thank you kylie hey that was another great interview with dr trey price and he he loves talking on the podcast he always does a great job Trey loves to – he loves to interact with people, too. So uh, feel free to give him a call. We, he loves to come visit, but we're all restricted right now. So but give him a call. Shoot him a picture. If you end up with a problem, he'll be glad to work with you and try to come up with a solution. Uh, before we leave, though, we do need to plug the uh, – we're going to tempt this again, another virtual field day, the Wheat Note Field Day. 
Uh, as of right now, it's on hold. Uh, unless y'all have heard something different, uh, it depends on when we're allowed to go back to work and start congregating, whether it'll be an actual field day. But if not, we're going to try a virtual field day. So stay tuned to the podcast and Twitter, and we'll keep you up to date on that. And Any other comments, words of wisdom from y'all? Call us. Let us know if you need anything. Um, shoot us an email. Tweet us. We are working. We're at. We're giving it a shot. And if you notice on this podcast, there's a little bit of a a delay. We're all. We're actually all three at home. We're yep. we're working off our home internet. And I can tell you, the Wiles of Tinsall Parish doesn't have the best internet. So we're uh, let's just understand. We're give us you know understand what we're working with here, and we're we're. But we're making a stab at it. We're making a stab at it, and the same thing in West Carroll. Internet's in and out, and I imagine a part of that is is the heavy load with kids home from school and other people home working on it. So it's just a drain on the internet system, however you want to word that. So with that, if y'all don't have anything else, let's sign off in this mess for this week and stay tuned, and we'll be back. End of the week or first of next week with another one as as things progress. Uh, Thank y'all for joining us. See you later. The Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast is produced by the LSU Ag Center Extension Service. For more information, visit the LSUAgCenter.com or contact your local extension office.